What? What are you doing here? That's too crazy, you guys. Guess who I'm sitting next to tonight for the episode tomorrow. It's my favorite co-host. <laughs> um, hi. We're in the same room, bitches. In a very luxurious setup in the corner of my one-bedroom apartment. By the window where the sun is not shining because we are about to have because we're in Boston. Yeah, it's just <laughs> too far north for any sun to reach us in a very nice way. I've been kidnapped and I'm in Boston. Yeah, so if you guys want to see Val, you're gonna have to come through me. But with that, welcome back to another exciting episode, dude. What the fuck? I don't even know how we're here right now. What's going on? Or how we even go from here but we have a long ass recap so let's get started okay 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 well uh, I feel like we start this week or this run of episodes losing a valuable member okay we return from the break from from the cliffhanger Mm -hmm. to find out that Ruchi goes home I mean I feel like that was very <laughs> expected. Um, it was not wanted. It was not warranted. Um, and speaking of warrants, I have a warrant out for Mitchell, <laughs> who has orchestrated not one but two swift exits, I feel like, in my personal opinion. Because the domino effect is domino effecting. But anyway, so we lose Ruchi. Devastating. Um, and the reason, you know, because what I said, Mitchell, he picked Molly. And so once everybody says their goodbye to Ruchi, Mitchell is like boasting to the boys like, oh, I did that for Zach. I did that for Zach. I'm such a guy's guy. Then turns around to Molly and is like, I did it so we could get to know each other secretly. And this bitch is like in the confessional, like I wish somebody picked him. And then we cut from the confessional to her in the conversation with Mitchell being like, I wish somebody else picked you. <laughs> to his face. And he's sitting there begging and begging and begging it. And um, finally, she's like, you know, she says, in my opinion, she says no. Yeah. Pretty clearly. And then we cut to, you know, the bedtime routine. And uh, Mitchell, not Mitchell, Molly declares that she's going to sleep outside. Ooh. The biggest clue that this bitch does not want to be in the same room as you. Um, And Mitchell, at this point, had already told everybody that, you know, they were going to, that it was looking good and blah, blah, blah. And then Mit, and then Molly is like, I'm going to go sleep outside. So then everyone has the impression that Molly is uh, making a scene, being a people pleaser or whatever. Uh, we wake up the next day. Ella and Ty, I mean... obviously leah picks ty in the recoupling we already discussed this so this next run of episodes is just them storming at each other fighting the whole time so that doesn't really change then we have a sex position slash balloon challenge um whitney calls molly a game player jess avoids calling molly two-faced so kisses uh ty uh, Leah and Sammy make out, which then leads to Leah and Sammy just getting to know each other more in Thursday night's episode. Um, at the top of Thursday night's episode, we see Whitney and Catherine trying to tell Jess, mm-hmm. your girl Jess, yes, to maybe cool it on the Molly. Hey. I, I agree. Uh, yeah. I agree. And Jess 
then says, you know, she's never said any, like, a bad word about Molly. We'll get into it. And then she cries. Then the fallout of this, you would think, is, like, an all-out girl war. But actually, this resolves itself pretty easily. But what does happen is Maddie then calls Whitney the drama. Mm-hmm. And then they have a dispute. So then we have the soccer challenge. And the girls have to dress up in little skimpy soccer outfit. <laughs> or sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. <laughs> Not yet. Football. Oh, my. <laughs> yes, Football. Yes. Um, and the winner actually won something this time. Okay, finally! I don't understand why it took us this long, but okay, week three. So, sexiest footballer was Jess, and she won a date with the new... Kind of? Okay, I feel like I initially said this bombshell wasn't Yeah, you really... (laughs) You really... But guys, I'm a personality girl, so he seems nice. So, I'm gonna say... The decent-looking bombshell. Just scores the date with Scott, who... Actually, I'll save it. Because I got something that's going to gag you. But I'll save it, I'll save it, I'll save it. They go on this date. They get to know each other. Also in the villa, we see Ty and Ella rekindle things. He says he's not going to get to know Leah anymore. And he's just going to focus solely on Jess. So then... Or... On Ella. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so then Friday night's episode, Jess comes back from the date. She has a combo with Sammy. She kind of is like, I'm feeling you, but I don't want to tell you too much how I'm feeling you because in case, you know, you're still getting to know Leah, but I'm feeling you. And he's like, yeah, I'm feeling you too. He's still telling Leah that there's sexual tension. Which is like, okay. Whatever. I mean, there is. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Well, we'll get into it. Then we see Mitchell pull Jess. Which is, like, by far... Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This is the recap. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We see Mitchell pull Jess. Um, Leaving it there, that's the recap. (laughs) Everyone is confused and laughs. Nobody really takes it seriously. Scott gets to know Leah and Catherine. So these are the two girls he pulls first and starts, like, the process and getting to know. Um, then I guess the next day we see more Scott pulling everybody. So he really is actually trying to get to know everybody. Yeah, we love a well-rounded yeah. bombshell. You know, he has some good chat with some people. Like, I mean, this isn't our, in our birdhouse. So I'll say now, like, I think he had good banter with Whitney. I just I... can't tell if she's like such a good personality that she rubs off on everyone. But I thought he had the best combo with Whitney. Whit- Why does yeah, Brittany? Whitney? Totally. No, Brittany and Whitney. Um, I really loved, I really, I was going to say liked, but loved, but I love their interaction and I'm yeah. dying to see more. I feel like they could grow. I think so too, but we'll see. Actually, I will say, I feel like the only girl we didn't see him get to know <laughs> is Charlotte. <laughs> Rest in peace, Charlotte. Like, I came yeah. on 30 and single on the show, leaving 30 and single. I know. Sh- I just, I don't know why. I just feel like we didn't see the best of her. Like, I, I wasn't her biggest fan. We didn't like, see her at all. Period. And she left now. So, like, now we never will. Yeah. And but. I mean, I feel like that's all we can say about her. But anyways. No. um. More drama. Sammy essentially tries to talk to Mitchell. I mean, he was pretty heated from seeing that Mitchell pulled Jess. They squash it, I guess. Uh, And Sammy just 
takes away from the conversation that he doesn't trust Mitchell, mm-hmm. which is completely valid, valid. in my opinion. Um, Ty and Ella, they're back on track. So, you know, it's get make Ella smile day. But then Scott tries to get to know Ella and they have a little scuffle. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then we see that the Islanders get a text. There's a dumping. No cliffhangers, people. This is a cliffhanger-free season so far. They, well, I guess the Rucci uh, dumping. No, that was a cliffhanger. That's one in two weeks. No, they're ready to go, which means that they're planning something even bigger. Yeah, which I'm here for. Well, they are planning something bigger. But let me, before I get there, <laughs> the bottom three girls are Charlotte. No shock there. Leah, which I did find shocking just based on just general public, like, mm. History, Discourse. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she was inoffensive, but she was boring. So I was kind of happy that like other people agreed. Mm-hmm. And then shockingly, shockingly, Catherine is in the bottom. That got me. We were screaming on the couch, like actually screaming when yeah, that like happened. a guttural scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bottom three boys. Also, I would say pretty shocking lineup. Um, Zachariah, which, which is I'm the not... only person that I predicted to be there. Yeah. Um, Andre. That one made me like a little sad. It's like I I, knew it was coming just because of his track in the villa so far, but that one hurt. That one hurt, and like whether expected or not, I don't think it was fair. Agreed. But I guess like I I they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck this season. Like Ruchi didn't have a fair chance. They didn't care. Andre leapt from cat had to leap from Catherine because she was feeling someone else, but then didn't give Ruchi a chance. So, like, I don't know. I just feel like the cyclical nature of, like, people not getting the right amount of time or chances, like, repeating. Yeah. And then the last boy in the bottom was Sammy. Yeah, which was also another shock. That was a shock to me because it's like, okay, Zach, Andre, Sammy in the bottom. Where's Mitchell? No, it was, like, savage. Well, two things. Number one, yeah, where the fuck is Mitchell? But number two, the fact that Jess said Sammy, right? She got yeah, the tips for she Sammy. Got the Sammy. I was tip. like, oh, that's just so brutal. But, yeah. I don't know. <gasps> well, you just want to get into the birdhouses? And- Honestly, yeah. Like, we all know. And then if you didn't know, I'm so sorry that you had to find out this way. But Charlotte and Dre are now dumped from the villa and the island and will no longer be continuing their journey for season 10. So wishing them all the best. And honestly, I'm excited for Andre to now be in the meet meeting the boys, the Love Island trope boys of like stylish fashion icon. True. Men. So that boy gang on the outside. It's gonna like, be so it's- good. I, yeah, I do. I need, like, a fashion boy link up. Like, yeah. I need Dami, Jordan, Andre link up yeah. and make collab content together. Yes, yes. And bring the eBay Jordan now, too. We've rebranded him from Destiny's Childish to now eBay. Like, he's you know. a fashion boy. I love it. his Instagram. It's I'm quite the artsy boy. I'm like, are you a e- British bloke or are you a skater in the Lower East Side? <laughs> no, you don't have to tell me twice, okay? I check that Instagram at least once a week. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Let's get into the birdhouses. Give it to me. Okay, this is not quite a birdhouse, I guess. No, it's not. <laughs> but this is two people. Yes. But I think there's a lot to say here. 
I have a lot to say here. I have a lot to say, but it's going to be the same thing that you're saying, so... So you take it away. No, I think... <sighs> I'm a little disappointed this week, you guys. I feel like the, the Mandy-Whitney train has come back to the station. We had left the station, we were on the road, but now we've like kind of come back for an engineering tune-up or something, and it's just not working anymore. I just feel like it was really interesting to see his reaction to the misunderstanding between Jess and the girls and kind of leaping to aid the person who had kind of a visible reaction and and being accusatory towards his own like person who he's in a couple with was very strange but I will say like I felt like maybe the intent was to deliver it in a way that didn't get delivered like he was definitely a little too harsh like I recognize that and I really felt like he was you know, upset, but didn't know how to navigate it in a way that it didn't seem like he was attacking Whitney. But I thought that whole situation was so strange. Yeah, You don't really see them gelling like as much as last episode. Anyway, I didn't see them gelling or something like that. No, just, like buddy, buddy. Well, for me, like, I think I don't want to say it's like unforgivable because it's not. But I think that like if I was seeing somebody and they talked to you like that? They not only talked, yeah, they talked to me like that, they didn't listen to me like that, and then they jumped to, like, microaggressive conclusions. I That would be the end of the road for me. Mm. Like, I'm, maybe that's not who you are entirely, like, as a person. I don't think that, but it's a major red flag. It's a red light. It's, like, a... Do not pass go, like, yeah. because to well, be concerned for Jess, like, because she's the one crying, fine, fair enough, but just, like, go ask what, like, happened, but his immediate reaction was to say that he got dragged into the drama, you did not get dragged into the drama, yeah. that was a crazy, he was like, you dragged me into a situation I didn't want to be in, you dragged me into drama, I don't like drama, you actually were not involved in the situation at all, you wanted to involve yourself. And then not only did you involve yourself, you came to your own conclusion without speaking to me mm-hmm. and talking over me and not listening to me. Right. And additionally, you know, like when they tried to clear it the next day, again, did the same thing, did not listen to her mm-hmm. and left the conversation in a worse place than it already was by being like, oh, the next time you make somebody cry, then I guess I'll come to you direct. get the fuck out of here yeah that was uncalled for that was uncalled for and only did he apologize when jess was like no it's okay like you know they didn't make me cry it wasn't a big deal like thank you for having my back but like you misread the situation i just thought that was like incredibly shady to say the least to just jump to defending the person crying Like, I get it. You want to make sure that somebody's okay. But, like, you only listened when it was just talking. Like, there's layers there. I think it was really weird because the worst thing you want happening in this situation, like, any sort of, like, island coupling is, Mm -hmm. like, your partner to be seeing the this, like, your partner to villainize you. Yeah. Which I thought was super strange. Like, 
we all know that like Whitney doesn't really hold back her opinions and she has mm-hmm. like a very like bad poker face mm-hmm. but I just thought it was it kind of came out of nowhere like I feel like we missed a step like it was the way that it was edited like, I don't missed think something we missed in between. no no we missed something in between like the past couple of episodes versus like yesterday just because I feel like he was like just pent up over something. I don't and honestly I don't know what that was. If you want, I truly like. I think that I don't think we missed anything. Man, that's such a weird like twist. Because then. none of the other guys reacted like that. Nobody else was like, at least from what we saw. Mm, yeah, no, I agree. But and I, just like I just they actually like, wanted to stay out. If of you're it. gonna decide to court a woman of color particularly like a black woman and then you immediately jump to villainize her and paint her as an aggressor like that's not it that's yeah no like actually just leave her alone now yeah i just really it really 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 sat horribly with me um and yeah guys like solidarity between poc like yeah it just is upsetting because it's like people will say there's none um, because anti-blackness is like really rooted so deeply in many cultures and it just really disappoints me when that like sentiment is just like played out on TV like there's no solidarity between POC it's like what like would you would he want to be painted as an aggressor right no so what the fuck like that yeah I'd not to get deep and like whatever I mean we should get deep because it's like an important conversation but that's all I have to say about it. Like, I can't, no, it was it was know? tough. It was tough to watch. I think like they, I would be really surprised if like they were back on the same track because I agree. Like, I thought the whole situation was like really out of line, very out of pocket. It was disappointing to see her like villainization. I really didn't think that she deserved it, and even then, like she really kind of kept it together and didn't like yeah didn't fight it. But obviously, she was trying to like make. Well, because he known like, that yeah. she wasn't, you know, he already pushed her in the corner. He already exactly. painted her as the aggressor. So, like, what? Is, it's a lose lose situation. Right. Like, you might as well step back. And like, even if you apologize, like, the only option here is stepping back. Cause, exactly. Like, you said he wanted a fiery woman, and she wasn't fiery in that moment. And you immediately jumped to call her aggressive. Like, yeah. Bye. I just. It was just. <laughs> I mean, like, I think you said it best. I think you said it best. The funny thing is, like, the contrast between, like, the way that Manny was acting versus, like, now in this other couple that we're going into. Like, the, how, like, Andre worships the ground that freaking Catherine walks on <laughs> for some reason only for her just to see Scott. And she's like, oh, my God. And yeah. then his ass gets sent home. Um, I actually don't have much to say about this couple right now because I feel like I'm done with the yo-yo effect. Mm. I'm done with her, um, with, like, Catherine and Andre's story being, like, she's used, not using him, but, like, he's the safety net for her. And yeah, I mean, she was backed into a corner. She doesn't, there's, nobody's come in for her, right. particularly. Maybe this Scott guy is, and she's giving it a chance. But, like, yeah, she was paired up with Andre on day one when they really had no compatibility mm-hmm. between them. And it's at her back. Yeah. And then Zach dumped her for Molly. So, you know, I feel like they developed a friendship and. No, like, I, I definitely. Giving it a try, but she's yeah. not taking it. It's not serious. No, it's not serious and it's not romantic. Like, there's it's nothing. A, yeah, there's no. no connection there. And I just, 
as you guys all saw, like Sunday night's episodes preview was like Catherine was crying over Andre. Mm. And I'm just like, yeah, because that, that was her safety net. And that was somebody who like, she felt like, okay, like at least I can like have that person like be in my corner because she doesn't have that kind of like visible, I feel like she doesn't have that kind of like undivided support or loyalty in the house. No, of course. I feel like Cartier, and like when you're saying safety net, I feel like maybe somebody else would misconstrue that, but I just want to clarify like a safety net, like a friendship, like yeah, like a a, an net. ally, like yes, in the yes. house. There like, we go. Sorry. If, if like Ella had gone home, I feel like she would have been crying. Like yeah, I feel yeah. like she cares about Andre, like truly, like as a friend, deeply. Yeah, but, like yeah. romantically, not as much. But right. it's still a blow to see him go because, like, there was no other option in that lineup for people to go home. Unfortunately, I mean, if it was Mitchell, I feel like he would have been sent home with the fucking swiftness. Totally. And Andre would have been given a second shot, but. It's just the way the cards were dealt and, like, Andre was the only option. And it's, like, now she's, like, okay, like, this wasn't working for me, but what is? Like, yeah, I feel like maybe that realization is kind of creeping up. Yeah. She really wants a connection in there. And now not only does she not have one, potentially, but she also doesn't have her best guy friend in there right I agree and that's what I mean like just kind of like a I shouldn't have said safety safety net I should have said like like a like a teddy bear mm-hmm. <laughs> like a like a security blanket yeah. <laughs> or something like that something along those lines but yeah so that's what the only thing that I was like kind of thinking about is like this couple like it's they're not a couple it's like mm-hmm. a it's a pair mm. and also like it has to be said like Andre did not give it a chance with Rucci. And no. everybody in the villa was really, like, rooting for it. I feel like everyone saw that there was a connection there, except for Andre, who was, like, hung up on this Catherine connection. And, you know, like, I don't think I would have wanted to see Catherine go home either. So it's a sticky situation because, like, if Andre picked Rucci, mm-hmm. Catherine may have gone home the night of the boys recoupling. Oh, Yeah. I don't know. The domino domino effects are crazy, but like in Andre, not watering. <laughs> what's the expression? Like not watering, like the garden that was feeding him. Like he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, okay. I'm trying to say like. Andre was putting all his eggs in the basket that was not basketing back to him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, the, it was not being reciprocated on the same yeah, level. Yeah. Whereas with Rucci, like, had he given it a little bit more effort, there, like, it would have been a two-way street as yeah. opposed to him giving it all and not really getting as much in return other than friendship. But you already said this, like, men don't realize when they have something, like, like wholesome or, like, true blossoming in front of them so like I mean you live and you learn and like now that Andre and Ruchi are both out of the villa like who knows I mean I know that girl's DMs be popping off though like she's good like she doesn't have to worry about it it's also like (laughs) you didn't give me a chance in there so why am I gonna give you a chance out here but yeah just that domino effect of him not giving it a chance and now he's gone home it's like maybe had you played your parts differently and gotten to know like gotten to explore mm-hmm. this wholesome connection with somebody who liked you back, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have been in this position. Yeah, but, like, you like who you like. And yeah. if, you, if your feelings were stronger for someone else, then why wouldn't you kind of go in gung-ho? Yeah. So, like, I can't be upset at him. I think it's just, like, I don't know. I just it's It must be nice to go after and have 
multiple people reciprocate your affection. Yeah. Right? And so the thing that pisses me off about, like, Zach Mm. is that he has his pick of the litter, whatever. He gets a little ego boost because Charlotte takes him. Yeah. And then in front of, you know, Molly, he's, like, acting big. He's, like, flirting with Charlotte. And then he, like, gets mad during the challenge because she made out with Ty instead of him. So here's that. I don't think he was really reciprocating anything with Charlotte. I know. I just felt like he liked the attention. Like, there was definitely, like, he liked the attention. But he didn't want to be mean to her. Honestly. Because he, like, never, I feel like if he liked the attention, then he would have maybe tried to have more of a one-on-one combo with Charlotte. Like, he would have been like, oh, the gym date is a flop. Like, let me go try again. Mm. But then the only other time they see them have another chat after that is, like, Charlotte pulling him. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I'm sure he felt good. You know, honestly, I don't even think he felt that good when he got picked by Charlotte. He was like, oh, okay. No, he was bummed. But, like, it was just strange to see, like, the interactions. Like, he still tried to, like, spend time with her and, like, was kind of, like, you know, like, he didn't uh, have yeah. to do anything. He I didn't think have he was to being give her advice in the gym. more like, polite than... I guess. But I just meant, like, when I said, like, two girls um, giving your affection back, I meant, like, him and Catherine and then mm. him and Molly and, like, mm. now Charlotte's in the mix. And, like, yeah, Charlotte didn't really connect with him in any way that was overly mind-blowing. But mm. it was just kind of one of those things where, mm. weird to say. Yeah, but... You know, let's talk about this little, like, situation, this little Mitchell, Molly, Zach situation, because there was more blowout for this, and it's not listed as a birdhouse on our outline, but I feel like, I feel like Mm. it's finally put to bed, or is it? I don't don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Here's my thing. I feel like the most inactive person in this triangle Mm -hmm. is Zach. No, because he doesn't have to try. He doesn't have to try. You know, but at the same time, I'm like, do we ever see Zach and Molly? No. No. Like, we saw them make out in the challenge, but we we saw everybody make out with Zach in the challenge, so. Like, what is there to say about them? Nothing, because they're not a thing. Like, they're both just, like, feeling comfortable with one another. I think Charlotte made a great point when she had mentioned to Zach, like, oh, like, do you usually go for, like, really younger women? And he's like, no, I mean, but she's really mature for her age, like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, there's nothing else there. Like, they're just attracted to one another. Like, they seem to be, like, fine, you know, with their interactions. But it seems more like Molly's chasing him and, like, making it seem like, they have this huge, like, connection and all this other stuff. But no, it's just, she, it's just Molly going after him. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, I feel like our romance blooming and, like, all this other stuff. And I'm like, girl, there's nothing blooming. There's like- nothing there. And then we have literally the inverse. Yeah. With Mitchell chasing Molly and like, Molly doing nothing. No, it's, like, scary. But here's the thing. Oh, my God, guys. Mitchell is, like, fucking scary. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. If this man, like, I have never seen this level of desperation yeah. in a season before. And it scares me because, like, what if this man, like, implodes or explodes? Because here's the thing. Like, a lot of people are com- comparing Molly to Lucy. Which I'm here and there on the comparison, like, it's, you know, a similar storyline, but different. But if we're going to compare Lucy and Molly, 
then there's a thread, okay? Then it's like Mitchell and Joe. Yeah. But I feel like Joe genuinely had a reason to be wary and like freaking out at Lucy because Lucy was not being forthcoming about liking Tommy. No, but Joe was like a jerk. Um, no, oh, like absolutely. Joe, Joe was a jerk and doing too much. And yeah. I, yeah, I'm yeah. conceding that. And he but, looks horrible as a blonde, like with the blonde highlights. Like he looks horrible <laughs> like that. Like it's just man just doing crime. But crime. anyways, anyways, yeah. what I'm saying is he was you know, unsure about what they were and she was talking all this game and mm. then the second he left, she was like, I've liked Tommy those whole time. Right. And I like Tommy and I'm gonna go Yeah, like never say Tommy never and, and like, whatever, doing all this shady shit to Molly. Right, right. Molly May. <laughs> and, you know, she looked like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, yeah. look how the cards played out, like, Molly May and Tommy are t- together to this day. So I'm like, people are comparing molly and lucy so like whatever but i just feel like mitchell is just like on a next level like he has molly's turned him down over and over and over again has not strung him along and mitchell has continuously misrepresented what she said to the other islanders and like something i've been saying a lot because i'm seeing it and again like it's just not being called out is the way mitchell purposely misconstrues what molly says then is an active like vindictive how do i like it is actively vindictive to misrepresent what she is saying to other people to then isolate her yeah and it's isolating her he's victimizing himself over and over again yeah and like trying to portray molly as like somebody who's like again like the whole like villainize there's a lot of villainizing going on this season for people doing things that like aren't that big of a deal or like don't have any deeper meaning to what mm-hmm. they're doing aside mm-hmm. from the fact that like hey we're on a fucking reality tv show mm-hmm. looking for love yeah. and i think it's perfectly valid for like again i'm not i'm not saying molly's not playing a game cuz to be honest like there's just a lot there that i'm like what's yeah. happening but i will say like if you're pursuing some things with someone and somebody else new comes in and you think you have a stronger connection and you go there and your partner is saying like, okay, either you're all in with me or not at all. And you're like, okay, like that's your choice. Yeah. And you can have that choice. And she made that choice. He gave her the option to go explore people and end it between them. And then is now, is now, um, villainizing her for doing so yeah it's like but then also turning around and begging for her being an absolute beg being like oh you know like let's give it a chance and she's like you said all or nothing yeah so i chose nothing is that not enough yeah yeah and no it was like you know i meant every single word that i said about you at the recoupling like okay i'm glad that you did but like you let you you know it's so difficult when you have like a what is it what is it called when you pressure somebody into making a decision? A manipulator? No, it's like, <laughs> it's like so crazy. It's like it's like a you give them two choices and then that's it. No negotiation. No tomato. Yes. That's mm-hmm. what pisses me off is like, okay, like you've known me four days and you're giving me an ultimatum just because someone new came in. Like that's not the name of the game, hon. Like the name of the game is I can get to know whoever I want. And, with that, and, like, and then and like – 
and it's, not even standing by that ultimatum. Yeah, but like, but also, but also, it's like it's fine if your boundary, if those are your boundaries, like yeah. hey, like I can't stand this, and that's that's fine. But it's like don't then make her feel bad for choosing a decision that you didn't want chosen. You know things yeah. like that. Like it's okay. Like I'm, I understand. Like men have feelings too. They've got boundaries. I get it. But like the whole circling back and then telling everybody else what a bad person she is for not choosing what you wanted her to do was like wild to me like that doesn't make any sense and also just like the antagonization and like I get that people are gonna say you know like and we'll get into it a little bit more with Jess but like Jess swears that she doesn't hate Molly Mm. and that's just not the case like Molly and her do not get along as we've seen right um but like a big reason is because Mitchell was like Mitchell was very quick to get in Jess's ear and talk shit about Molly and only give Jess his own side of the story, thus isolating Jess from ever hearing Molly's side. And, like, it is equally Jess's responsibility to then go out and hear Molly's version. But she is getting, like, a very manipulated perspective of the situation. Mm. And then Mitchell, furthermore, is, like, wants Jess to be, like, his guard dog and, like, wanted her to antagonize Molly in the challenge because... Jess also has her boundaries. Jess didn't pick Molly as the most two-faced because she didn't want to be mean. She didn't want to push that line and, like, it wasn't worth it. And, you know, she, she like, mouths to Mitchell, like, oh, like, what if I had picked Molly? And he's like, you should have, you should have, you should have. And it's like, dude, you're a loser. I still don't think, like, I'm sorry, but, like, I still don't think Molly's two-faced. I, I yeah. honestly, like, I'm not saying that she's, like, Oh my god, like, the most moral, amazingly correct person. But I'm just saying, like, this is spinning into something that's so fucking crazy. Like, okay, she didn't want to be with someone that she didn't like because he put her in an uncomfortable situation and then talked shit about her to everybody in the villa. Like, okay. And the only reason that Jess doesn't like Molly is, okay, from the beginning, like, yeah, she was maybe feeling a little jealous that Mitchell had chosen Molly first. But even then, like, most of her comments have been in support of, like, someone who she feels closer with. Like, I haven't seen Molly put in an effort to get to know Jess either, you know? So Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like it goes both ways. Yeah. No, I feel like it does go both ways. I feel like, you know, I'm... I do think Molly is quite immature, yeah. and you see a lot of that in her smugness. I like, do. Um, like, her speech in sending Andre, Andre home and, you know, the points she had brought up and stuff like that. Like, I, you just see a lot of smugness emanating from her, and right. so, like, that part is kind of very hard for me to get past in terms of, like, seeing her as somebody, like, that I would personally get along with. Right. But that being said, like, that doesn't mean I fundamentally disagree with her on a moral level or that I find her to be an immoral person. I just feel like she, you know, she was given an ultimatum. She made her choice and Mitchell didn't like that choice. And now she's being painted as the villain. Yeah. And I just find it really unfair. Like I find Mitchell to be really just calculated and I can't believe he wasn't in the bottom. I'm that was shocking. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Because it just goes to show that, like, if you can say enough about a woman, like, that will always be enough for you to skate by. Like, all you have to do is put a, is talk badly about a woman, and then, like, okay, you've then, like, now have your scapegoat. Yeah. 
and that's it. Like, no, but you get to get away with your actions. Man, it was so disappointing to me to see that he wasn't at the bottom, especially when, like, we all saw his, like, weird, desperate conversation with Leah, right? Like, we didn't just freaking fever dream that together. Like, that was so freaking scary and weird. Like, she had known him 20 minutes, and already she, and Val says this all the time, but, like, she had already kind of scoped out, like, okay, this guy is not right. Like, yeah. something's wrong. He's and possessive. Yeah. Like, he's over the top. I usually like before a guy who's too forward. He immediately talks shit to him about Molly to Leah. Like, I'm just not forgetting that. Because that was an actively calculated move that backfired on him. Because, mm. you know, despite Leah being boring, she's just a nice girl. I Yeah. And she doesn't seem like she's the kind of person that's just going to be like, okay, I believe you, like, without any sort of, like, greater thought. Like, right, I'm just right. like, no. Like, she's like, well, that's not how I perceive the situation. Therefore, I'm going to, you know, I hear you, but I'm going to take into account my own perspective. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just fundamentally disagree with you. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Like, I guess going into, like, our next birdhouse, just, like, given that we've uncovered and and dissected everything that we can about Mitchell, Molly, and freaking Zach, Mm. Leah, I feel like she has potential to have more of a bigger personality in the villa if she opens up. I feel like right now her biggest priority is to find somebody that, like, gels with her truly without any sort of, like, drama on the back end. And I will say I am admiring the way that she's kind of, like, going about lock not locking down someone but just kind of making her boundaries be known that like look like she's been not super forward but like she's made it clear who she likes and like who she wants to pursue things with and then again like feeling empowered enough to like for example like giving Ty a deadline like because she and Ella were colluding and then like now with Sammy or I guess sort of yeah with Sammy like she kind of went for it with him and like I I don't know. I feel like there's more there to her than just this, like, not, I don't want to say boy hungry, but just kind of like, there's more to her than her trying to settle into a couple. Well, no, I don't think she's boy hungry. I, it's just the name of the game. So Mm. that's not my perception of her at all. Um, my perception of her is I just don't find any conversation that she's in to be interesting. Oh, I agree. And I'm just gonna, say that it's because there's no connection for her in there no there isn't I agree um but I just feel like as bombshells like her and Catherine not Catherine her and Charlotte have really floundered hardcore Mm -hmm. like just made zero impact yeah she's trying to get to know Sammy honestly I don't see it she's trying to get to know uh, or she tried to get to know Tyreek it went like that was just kind of a waste of time like even if Tyreek was being flirty with her like the con- what were you guys talking about you were doing like acrobatics yeah like twirling twirling around like rotisserie chicken like <laughs> <laughs> like what yeah. is the comment is this a romantic connection like no wake up and move on like yeah, yeah. you were so quick to clock Mitchell and it's just like I don't know and now like she's talking to Scott yeah, and I'm which, like, okay. uh, as a bombshell, as a bombshell, mm. you know you're really failing if you're getting to know the bombshell that's directly after you. Right. Like, and maybe, you know, I don't want to put the blame solely on her, 
Because, like, production, so far, we've gotten one bombshell that, well, two, 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 two. Two out of five bombshells that have bombshells. Oh, for sure. And that is Zachariah mm-hmm. and Whitney. Right. Now, Whitney didn't disturb any couples, mm-hmm. really. No, but so, she's but Whitney, but Whitney is a presence in the villa. Yeah, yeah. So, therefore, like, if they bring in a bombshell for her, it's going to be impactful. It's going to be entertaining. Right. But then we got three... No. Two, I don't know about Scott, so we'll have to see. But three potential duds of bombshells. I don't think, I don't think he's going to be a dud. I he seems really nice. I he's changing my mind. boring to start but i don't know i feel like he has some potential anyways my point is that i don't really see what the point of bringing in leah and charlotte was mm. because it they just didn't seem like they were going to connect with anybody like when i saw them and i saw their dates i was like this isn't going anywhere like yeah. i don't see any love connections here it kind of seems like a waste of time like clearly they brought in leah for mitchell but it was he it, just like fucked it. Yeah, I he like, fumbled it hard. Yeah, if he if he would have been cool, I think it's just like you know if they focused on the right people to bring in bombshells for, mm-hmm. like if they focused on bringing in a bombshell for Catherine, if they focused on bringing in a bombshell for Whitney mm-hmm. for Jess, then we would be getting better entertainment. Yeah, or sorry, like bringing in a bombshell that specifically is more aligned with Tyreek, more mm-hmm. aligned with Zachariah, more like. We or Sammy even, yeah, yeah, Andre, like more interesting characters in the villa. Then we would be seeing more interesting storylines. But we're bringing in a bombshell for Mitchell, who we don't, as an audience, care about. Like, hmm. I mean, I guess some people cared about him because he wasn't in the bottom. I mean, clearly, but I don't, I don't know. I think you have a good point, but I feel like that could work for anybody. Like, if they bring these targeted bombshells that are clearly hot and would capture the eye of the other person, like, that's okay. Then what's the point, right? I think it's kind of, I don't know. Well, I yeah, I just feel like the bombshells, like, I don't think, would you have sent in Charlotte and Leah? I wouldn't have sent in Charlotte. I would have sent in Leah because... But just like if Leo's supposed to be the bombshell, you know, like if it was no, like, I wouldn't have done for it example, this week. I wouldn't have done it this week. For I would example, have done it after when Mora and Elma came in, like yeah. you knew Mora was, was like the stronger play. bombshell, but Elma was like a good, like sweet mm-hmm. option in case of like a soft romantic mm-hmm. storyline emerged with her. Mm-hmm. Whereas like with Charlotte and Leah, it's like okay, no, Leah's supposed to be the hot one. Yeah, the combo doesn't make sense. Charlotte is like the older wants to find the no, like Leah should be the sweet she clearly has a sweet personality, so she should be the sweet one who like might find a romantic connection. And then we should have brought a fucking bombshell who's gonna wreak havoc, mm-hmm. not somebody like I don't know, not somebody looking for a husband. Right. Which is, is, again, like, everybody's, like, silence, everybody's face when she gave that toast or whatever, like, giving a funny husband, everyone's like, (laughs) like, it shouldn't be like, I'm sorry, if you're a bombshell, like, yeah, maybe you would be in the bottom three, Mm -hmm. but you shouldn't have been the option to go home. Right. There shouldn't, like, people should have been in your corner, like, oh, she wasn't really given a chance, and she's getting to know this person, and this alternate person has been here longer and hasn't made a connection. Therefore, we're going to save this bombshell. But right. like, no, now we have both bombshells in the bottom. Right, right. Embarrassing flops, like, awkward. No, I thought that was really <laughs> embarrassing, too. Like, oh, my God. But, again, like, 
Well, first of all, I was going to say, if we bring in, bring in any more bombshells that go for Ty, I think Ella might just, like, explode. Yeah. Because their pairing is, like, so fire and ice that I've never, I haven't seen, like, anything like that in a while. I kind of love it. I, oh my god. <laughs> you hate it. I just don't like the instability and, like, you just, know what like, it's giving out of, like, whether or not they're going to stay together or they're going to break up. Like, what is it giving? It's giving Olivia and Chris Stop. season three. And like, are you not entertained? <laughs> I mean, I am entertained, but it's just kind of like, I don't know. It like makes my palms sweat. I'm just like, oh my God, they're like so toxic together. I can't. I feel like they're both in that. They're both 23, right? I think so. Yeah. I think they're both in that phase where it's like, they want to settle down, but but not easily. they just don't know how to maturely go about it. Like, they haven't had that, like, one mature, stable, strong relationship. Like, Tyreek definitely hasn't. No. And Ella came into this, like, freshly single. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like they they like winding each other up. They like getting yeah, to like, the argument. What and, kind but of it's like, they like each other, but they're like, how am I supposed to know? without making this extremely toxic before before we realize we want to be together, therefore we shouldn't be toxic. Like, they just want the drama. They want the drama. I know, but, like, oh, man, I just, it makes me so uncomfortable watching them interact and, like, bicker and, like, fight like this. Like, it was funny when Ella was, like, oh, yeah, when Ella and Scott got, mm. like, started talking and then she came back to tell Tyreek or whatever and he was, like, oh, what are you saying? What are you saying? Like, okay, now I'm going to give you, like, whatever. Like He was, like, oh, you gave me 48, two hour, 48 hours, so I'm going to give you 48 yeah, hours. And she was, like, it was kind of, like, well, she didn't give it to you. I mean, she did and she didn't. She mm-hmm. was, like, make up your mind. But she didn't say 48 hours. But he, I guess she was, I guess she kind of rushed him into a decision. Yeah, which I get, but like, but I, I thought he learned a lesson from that. I thought, I thought he was he did like, too. I thought he was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna lose Ella because she's not the kind of girl who's gonna tolerate this. Therefore, you know, I'm gonna stop and just focus on her. But instead, what he learned was revenge. Yeah, like what the hell? I don't know what the this couple is so toxic. I don't. And let the record state, and Val and I both agree, like. We have not seen a single fucking couple that we think is Final Four. So I think that... Wait, you change your mind? Yeah. Oh. Well, I think that they have potential to be... Oh, no, no. Dude, okay. If, uh, Ty and Ella. No. Yeah. Yes. No. I think you're, I think you're being delusional. <laughs> They're not going to last past Casa. You know Ty's going to fuck up. He could fuck... Oh, no, sorry. Not he could. He will fuck Oh, up. he will. But we've seen a lot of couples fuck up at Casa and no, end they're up gonna, in the top four. Okay. Ma- Millie and Liam won. You're being delusional. Millie and Liam are not an exception. They are now the rule. Oh, my God. They are now the rule. Because now we see, since then, all the couples. He's not going to try. fuck Ty up. is not going to write also, her a fucking poem, dude. Also, also, also. You're forgetting that this is Toby's best friend. And so oh. what you're not seeing <laughs> is the potential. Because Ty, despite being toxic alongside Ella, is still girly pop. <laughs> okay, first of all. And you're not seeing the potential. So Toby, who fucked up, he was going, well, Chloe, goes to Casa more, comes back with another girl. 
Yes. And who gets back together makes it to the final four and we love. I know. Look, you're thinking that it's not the rule, but it's the oh rule. Oh my now. god. And Whatever. What do girl. we know from Love Island history? Two weeks in, there's always one couple that is in the final four. I know, but do we think it's oh I know. They've been pretty consistent and stable-ish, I guess. But like they're so fucking crazy. If there's if, of all the couples that are together right now. They have potential to they be do. the longest term. They do. They do. But I'm just saying, like, they need to clean up this, like, toxicity. Because, like, yes. Tyree can't talk. And, like, Ella is such a hothead. Like, there's just so much going They're on. They're both like, hotheads, yeah. I, I can't. I'm I'm shocked. I'm shook. Communication needs to improve. Agreed. De- desperately. Agreed. Who's our, who's our next birdhouse? I feel like we've talked about, like, um, everyone at this well, point. Well... M- I guess we have to talk about Scott. Did we talk about Scott? I guess there's not I mean, much to not say. Much to say. Oh, no, 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 no. We didn't talk about Jess and Sammy like deeply. Because you feel. What do you? What do you think about Sammy? Okay, I. Half of me, just does not care. Mm. I cannot take him seriously. I feel like he's not in this to find something long term or like mm. fruitful. Mm. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because. I feel like while him and Jess work, like at times I feel like it's inauthentic. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because I don't see anything like wildly romantic come out of their interactions yet. Like, and maybe that's just me, like, or maybe I'm just not hearing what I need to hear. But Mm. like, where is like, like, where's her cup of tea in the morning? Like, where's her brekkie? Like, he just doesn't feel like he has to woo her. Like, I love that he's, like, very, um, like, he advocates for how amazing her personality is and, like, what an impact she's made on him. But I feel like he doesn't really say that to her face. Like, he really says that behind her back. And, like, I, mm-hmm. I just, it's nice that he says good things about her behind her back. But it's, like, what about when you're actually together? Like, I feel like it's always, like, snickering or, like, bickering or like I don't, it's I like, don't think they bicker no you know what I, I think mean. that like, they communicate uh in my opinion actually the best out of all the couples I agree they do but I just don't know like where's like the romanticness of their so, connection you know I okay I do think that at this stage just does like Sammy more than Sammy likes her I agree but what I also think is that Sammy likes Jess more than he realizes mm. um and like i think he's starting to kind of come to that conclusion but i think he's also getting distracted because he's a semi-recent but bo- oh yeah he was a bombshell too yeah he's he a semi-recent bombshell who also in my opinion did not bombshell the way he needed to bombshell no like but that's fine because guess what you brought him in for an, for a contestant that i care about mm-hmm. so in a way like he's redeemed his flock <laughs> but what i see between them is like an openness and mm-hmm. a willing and like uh, um, i feel like they're comfortable enough to tell each other genuinely where they are and what they're thinking mm-hmm. and i think that to just he is downplaying downplaying the flirtation with leah a little bit but I feel like it's subconscious because I think that he knows in his heart that like it's not Leah 
Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I like. I feel like he's saying there's like a sexual tension between Leah and him, but I don't see it. And I think what it is is just a sexual attraction. It's not tension. There's mm-hmm. no tension. Like they're not dying to no, rip each other's it's clothes the same off. Same thing. It's just he's distracted by Leah's, you know, appearance, and no. that's fine. But like, is there a conversation between them? No. No, it's the same thing that he did with Molly. Exactly. Remember, yeah. And I, I just, you know, I. I hope in the next few episodes he cuts it out because mm-hmm. it just should not be like a backup. Right. I agree. And I think he needs to start. And I think Mitchell trying to get to know Jess was him like, yeah. Oh, like I like her. Mm-hmm. Like I like her, like her. And so, yeah, what I was saying, I feel like they're genuine and talk and are honest with each other to a pretty good level. Um, I like see, I like when you see a couple in the background and they're just having fun, laughing, getting along. Like they seem they agree about the same things. Mm-hmm. I lo- I like them. Also, guys, I kind of caught Sammy when Sammy was walking in the fire pit with Mitchell to be like, I don't fucking trust you. Yeah. The body was bodying. <laughs> she clocked The him. body was bodying. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait. Is why didn't what's this angle like <laughs> yeah what, this is an interesting angle i'm done <laughs> and also he was kind of looking down so like the squillium part wasn't so bad yeah i'm yeah. not a fan of the squillium part right, on his right. on his head i'm also not a fan of the eyebrow slit i think that's but just think like genuine yeah i think it's a scar. yeah i think but he needs like an eyebrow pencil like even and out. i'm sure jess can help him with that oh yeah <laughs> but anyways i kind of like them they're not okay. my favorite. They're not. I I don't I, have a favorite couple yet. I just like Jess. Although I will say that. I don't want to say like the mean girl thing is true. I don't think it is. I think she just doesn't know her like boundaries. Of, I like, think she's like hold it yeah. in and like, you know, keep it to herself. And I think her judgment is really clouded. Like, I think so too. They're very biased because Mitchell was one of the first guys she got to know in there. So there's a friendship there. But I think she, you know, the the girls seem to have a very good connection. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to lose sight of that. So I'm kind of hoping she wakes up and realizes, like, no, Mitchell is sneaky. Like, and, you know, she clocked Mitchell for being like, you know, you've got, you've known yeah, me for, oh, like a week and a half, two weeks. You never said anything until, like, your options were depleted. Like, I'm not just an option to you. Now you're yeah, treating yeah. me like one. I'm not a backup. Like, what the hell? So I feel like maybe with this new development of Mitchell, like, trying and throwing a Hail Mary to have her save him, she's going to see maybe Mitchell is not the great guy she thinks he is. I hope so. And maybe her and Molly can restore the relationship. I just I just don't think there was anything there to begin there, with. They were never you know? going to be best friends. Yeah, they were never going to be best friends. But just for her to stop viewing her as, mm-hmm. like, the villain. No, totally. But that with that all said, I have two... Big revelations for you. Okay, let me hear it. Okay. So we talked about Scott, but, you know, not much, you know, not much to be said. We're still getting to know him. He's Mm -hmm. all right. But he did date someone from a recent season. Who would you guess? Wait, what? Like, a season, and, like, in the last, like, someone from the seasons that we've reviewed. No. Who do you think? Okay, wait, hold on. Let me think about this. Well, who does he look like? You said he looks like Jax, right? No, he did Paige. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. No. 
Oh my god. You guys, wait, what? Yeah. So, interesting, interesting. Definitely, she has a type. <laughs> you think they're going to bring her back? No. But you know who they are bringing back? Wait. Okay. Season two. Stop. Funnily enough, she was coupled up with Scott. No. Katie McDermott is coming back. I don't know when. Could be the end of this week. But I I, I double-checked. I searched it. Wait. Fucking, there are credible sources reporting that Katie McDermott can be making her return seven years after her original appearance. That she really out here for her Saturn return or whatever. Like, <laughs> wait! Oh my god, this is gonna be such a good season, you guys. The best fucking idea that they took from Love Island Australia was to like start bringing back former contestants. Like, that's iconic. I can't wait. So, but she's gonna be much older. She was very young. Right, and right. Her, she's 27 now, so seven, seven years. She was 20. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, but her original run, I would say, was quite, quite, um, a, not, not a class act. No, it say. wasn't. But masterclass in how to be the most immature version of yourself. Right. Well, here's the thing. I mean, Adam did a kind of a fucking 180 when he came into his season. But then he did the 360 right back. Oh, you know? he did. He came back. He kind of exposed. <laughs> he went back. He was just in there for a bag. Which Katie could still be in there for a bag, too. But she wasn't like, you would too for a check. I would too for a check. <laughs> I would too for a check. Are you joking me? No, for sure. Wait, oh my god, you guys, this season's just gonna keep getting better and better. They're really bringing out all the stops for these double-digit seasons for Love Island UK. They are. I mean, we're off to a good start. I I feel like we're four weeks in. Mm -hmm. Like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, cost some more any day now. And I'm like, oh wait, right. like, we're so early. But right, like, right. there's so many storylines going on, and I'm thoroughly entertained up until now. For so sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling good about this season. Dude, I'm chilling. I'm here for it. This is going to be such a good-ass fucking season. And with that, I mean, if you want to come and join us in our pursuits for reviewing the season, come find us on Twitter at VillaBirdsPod, where we've been live tweeting. Come find us on Instagram and TikTok at VillaBirds. Leave us a great review. Or if you want to leave us a bad one, we will talk about it the next episode. Thank you so much. And with that... Thank you, and good night from Boston. Peace. <laughs>